Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And happy Saturday morning to you. Hope you've had a great week as we head into what hopefully will be a great holiday weekend. You have the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito alongside Barry Cronin. We are happy to have you here every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 as we talk a little golf. And Barry, good morning. We had uh, some excitement, some excitement, I should say, lots of excitement uh, last weekend at the PGA. Oh, man. How about Phil Mickelson uh, became the oldest player uh, to win a major championship at the age of 50, almost 51, and uh it was really an unbelievable for anybody who saw it, and I'm sure most of our listeners probably saw it. Sure. Um, it was really a it was a total prize fight, man. It was uh, Phil was leading uh, by one, and then after the first hole, he was trailing by one. Uh, mm-hmm. And he and Brooks Kepka kind of had it out the entire uh, 18 holes. And uh, uh, I mean, what an unlikely. Uh, a scenario to happen and uh, uh, just uh, terrific I think for the game of golf Phil clearly is one of the biggest stars in the game he and Tiger and now the Tigers laid up uh, uh, Phil's the man and uh, next month at the U.S. Open the U.S. Open is the last uh, leg of the Grand Slam that uh, that uh, Phil has not won and so it gives him hope uh, the USGA was going to give him a, an exemption to play in the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines next month. And with the victory at Kiowa Island, uh, winning the PGA, he doesn't need the special exemption. He gets in uh, as a result of that. So uh, uh, it's a terrific, uh, terrific thing for Phil, and I think it's great for golf. Yeah, it was was great fun watching it. I'm sure uh, most of our listeners joined uh, me in that uh, and enjoying uh, watching the finish and just – you know that's why we love sports, right? You you see your 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 heroes, your favorites, uh, you know legends of the game, uh, do what they do and stuff that has never happened before. As you mentioned, the oldest ever to win a major. We joked about it a little bit last uh, week on the show that you know Phil uh, had the lead going into uh, round three, 
But I don't know that either of us seriously thought that he was going to win. But sure enough, there was Phil at the end, and it was great TV. The swarm of people at the end there. I know I saw the uh, uh, the, the PGA Tour uh, comment about uh, making sure that uh, you know they keep control of the crowds and whatnot. But uh, certainly having fans back is wonderful. And uh, you know, just I'm sure they would rather not have people swarming Phil Mickelson as he's playing, right? So that's probably well, not- yeah, of course, yeah. But it it, it was uh, kind of a Kind of a, an iconic moment. It was a little, did look a little bit dangerous uh, mm-hmm. at the time because it just uh, the the crowd was really out of control. I mean, I remember uh, back in the 1997 Western Open yep. uh, when Ti- when Tiger Woods was uh, was coming down the 18th fairway, people sort of uh, uh, blew through the ropes and and came up on him. Um, it didn't seem like there were quite as many people at that point, um, and maybe they weren't. I think they were probably just as drunk as the people at Kiowa, actually. <laughs> but uh, but but it didn't seem quite. I, I was standing behind the green that day, and uh, I I don't remember it being feeling it was quite as as uh, perilous as what it was with Mickelson and uh, and Kepka. That was a little bit a little bit too much. I think they got it. They lost control, um, and that was unfortunate. Um, I'm not sure. I think with the whole uncertainty about how many fans were going to be out there, um, this is just my pure speculation that maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have maybe they didn't have the ropes situation. Um, I'm not sure if they broke through the ropes or they were just there on the side. And, and anyway, so yeah, that was unfortunate, but um, uh, it, it was a little unnerving, as Phil said, uh, but but awesome. Uh, so it, um, uh, it, it was it was uh, it turned out to be great. And then to uh, show the fickle nature of this game, as we all already know, today or yesterday, uh, he missed the cut at the Colonial. Colonial. But uh, and we will talk about Colonial. Our our old pal Jordan Spieth leading there at 11 under par, uh, his home turf and where he always does well. He always plays well and he is leading. Uh, after 63-66 in his first two rounds at 11 under par, so uh, Spieth uh, one to watch. He certainly seems to have righted the righted uh, the ship, so to speak, with his game this year, and uh, he's playing well heading into the weekend. Right, and his putter's on fire, and uh, and it's a, it's a very calm situation down there. They're, they had a little weather, so that softened up the course uh, yesterday. And uh, but you know, Jordan's pl- Jordan's been playing great uh, most of this year. And uh, it's good for golf. Uh, he played pretty well at the PGA. He didn't play great, but I think he was 30th or whatever. But you know, that's 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 a good showing for him. Um, but uh, yeah, and Phil did miss the cut. I was stunned when he, when he said after the uh, PGA, he says, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to go play Colonial next week." You know, and I know he's got a history at Colonial and he plays mm-hmm. well there. But I was sh- stunned. Usually, a guy wins a major and then. He'll he'll take off the next week, even if he's committed to a tournament, you know, because it's such a emotional uh, situation when you win a big tournament like that. But right. I was surprised Phil decided to go, so maybe he had something going with Charles Schwab on the side. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's uh, he gone now, as they say, as Hawk would say, he gone. So <laughs> he gone. He has, he has, what would Steve he, Stone say though? That's more important. St- yes, Steve Stone <laughs> would have some uh, a very smart, witty comment about Phil missing the cut. I'm certain about that. Uh, yeah. and, and certainly, uh, undoubtedly comment about how great he is. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that was, you know, just like, uh, Tiger winning the masters a few years ago, again, you know, the, the comeback, uh, Phil winning the PGA at 50, almost 51, uh, pretty good. And certainly, uh, going to be a lot of attention on the U S open, 
uh, when he's trying to get that career grand, grand slam. Uh, Barry and I are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We have, uh, before we get into more of the golf events, uh, coming up on the show today, uh, I wanted to give you a quick rundown of our guest list, Barry. Ryan Oaks, the general manager of Sunset Valley Golf Course in Highland Park, will join us first, uh, talking about the new short game practice area there uh, that they have at Sunset Valley, primarily for junior golfers. We'll talk to Ryan at 620. Uh, Drew Davison uh, from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram covering the Colonial. He's down there in Fort Worth. And uh, we will talk to him about Jordan Spieth and about the tournament this weekend. At the top of the 7 o'clock hour, Scott Fawcett, golf teacher, uh, former tour pro. He is uh, one of the hottest names in the biz right now in terms of teaching. Uh, Will Zalatoris, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, among others that uh, have used his services. So we will talk to Scott. Very interesting backstory on him uh, that I can't wait to dive in. So... Clearly a smart guy, uh, a math major, math student, poker player, company founder, uh, and developer of a course management system uh, that uses statistical analysis to help golfers. It's called Decade. Lots to dive into there. We'll be excited to do that at 7. And then finally, at 7.40, Brad Merrick. uh, He was one of the two PGA pros who made the cut Uh, Last weekend at the PGA Championship, he's a native of Arlington Heights, Hersey High School, and uh, he is now a teacher out there in Berkeley, California. Uh, Will be fun to talk to him about his experience uh, at the PGA last week. So uh, getting back to what's going on locally, Barry, uh, the Evans Scholars Invitational at Glen Club this week, I saw um, some of the... uh, uh, Twitter uh, reports, uh, if you will, right, of people. Uh, well, that's, and we talk about weather all the time because it's a golf show, right? And, you know, weather affects the game. But a very odd uh, weather week we've had here in Chicago with, uh, you know, very uh, late fall-like conditions heading into Memorial <laughs> Day weekend, which is not what we want. But, uh, you know, a few days from now, it'll be back to summer. But yesterday, certainly not the greatest day to be out there at the Glen Club, right? No, I mean the people that I talked to who were out there were like, "Are, are you kidding me?" Uh, right. It was four. It was forty-six degrees, raining and raining sideways because the wind was so incredible. Um, you know, Mike, as we know, uh, having lived in Chicago for many years, you, you know, you go from the Fourth of July, hot, humid, ninety degrees, and then all of a sudden you're back in November, um, football weather. Um, it it well, yes, yeah, as yesterday and and uh, and the day before that. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty rough, but. Uh, you know, the boys are getting it done. Nick Hardy, who grew up in Northbrook, uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, in second place. He's at nine under par. The leader's at 10 under. So Nick's uh, Nick's going to be on the on the PGA Tour next year. So, uh, folks, if you want to get a look at a guy who's a, a terrific athlete, played at, uh, at uh, Illinois and uh, Big Ten uh, Player of the Year and uh, a, a All-American uh, and a, an All-American uh, human being, too. Nick Hardy is mm-hmm. a great dude. So uh, you could go out uh, today or tomorrow. Free tickets. Just go to the website, es uh, com, and you can uh, sign up for free tickets. Free parking. The whole thing is free. And, uh, and the other thing is, t- tied for fifth is uh, Patrick Flavin, who uh, is from Highland Park. Patrick, uh, another really cool young guy, and also grew up on uh, Sunset Valley uh, Golf Course, which which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Uh, and uh, Patrick is at uh, 
um, four under par. So um, he's doing great, and he got a sponsor's exemption. So that's really cool when, when somebody gets a sponsor's exemption and actually is, out, is, is able to take advantage of it. So that's terrific. Andy Pope, another Chicago guy, tied for eighth. Uh, Luke Guthrie, who went to uh, the University of Illinois, had been out, been out on the Corn Ferry Tour for a while, is uh, tied for 12th. And um, I think I saw Vince India here. Yeah, Vince is T12. And at two under par, and Vince was uh, at the University of Iowa, but and from Deerfield, um, but and he's been trying to make it out on that tour. Almost made it a couple of years ago, missed it by one shot to get on the PGA hmm. Tour. So he's still at it. So we've got a good group of locals, and Brad Hopfinger uh, also from Lake Forest, uh, and went to the University of Iowa. He's tied for 22nd. So we've got a lot of local interest uh, out there. So if you wanted to get out there and check it out, the weather is not as miserable today. In fact, I. I believe there is sun. Yes, and and I saw 60s this afternoon. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the last uh, you know 48 hours have been, but uh, once today gets going, uh, it should warm up into the 60s at least, and then I'm sure it'll be 100 next week. So we'll we'll figure that out at some, <laughs> yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as you mentioned, the, this the cool thing about this, uh, you know, at, it's at the Glen Club. It's free tickets. Uh, you get to see. Uh, among others, and I, I think we can call him friend of the show, just like Stuart Sink. I think Nick Hardy qualifies as friend of the show. He's been on. Oh, oh yeah. uh, We've been glad to have him, and certainly, uh, uh, as you said, he uh, he will be on the tour next year. So congrats to him, and uh, you can go out and watch Nick and, and all the other locals that you uh, just mentioned. Free tickets that you could find online, uh, Evan Scholar's Invitational. Uh, so cool stuff today up at the Glen Club or this weekend, the entire weekend up at the Glen Club. Uh, and then a few other items before we uh, get ready to talk to Ryan Oaks at Sunset Valley, Barry. Uh, we saw the, uh, at least it amused me, I hope it amused you, the the Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, their, their competition coming up. Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson will team up. Rodgers and uh, Bryson DeChambeau will team up, uh, much as we saw Brady versus Manning last year. Uh, so this year it's Brady versus Rodgers, but... Almost more fun than the the announcement of the actual competition was the social media fun that then uh, DeChambeau and his old pal Brooks Kepka got got into on on Twitter yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, Twitter is some, something else. Um, sure is. Yeah, the the two of them uh, probably a lot of people have seen <laughs> the little um, video situation that occurred with uh, Bryson and Brooks. They Amen. go back a long way and kind of rivalrous. So. Brooks is being interviewed by a guy named Todd Lewis from Golf Channel. And, you know, it's really not cool. Like, if you're a TV person, it's really, you sort of dread when somebody walks behind your shot, right? Mm-hmm. So, so here's Brooks being interviewed by Todd Lewis about the PGA. And, you know, it's at Kiowa. And walking behind him on the cart path is... is um, Bryson DeChambeau with his metal spikes on. So it's click, clack, click, clack, which mm-hmm. most people don't wear those anymore. But anyway, just kind of did it in order to annoy Brooks. And then Brooks mm-hmm. rolls his eyes mm-hmm. and then kind of says a few <laughs> bad words and, you know, tries to re- regain his train of, train of thought, et cetera. And then, and then it continues. And apparently they don't like each other. But what's amazing to me is... Um, is is just how petty 
this nonsense is. Uh, I, I had a, have a hard time thinking that in the 60s, Arnold Palmer and, and Jack Nicholas, that this would have happened. You know, that Jack Nicholas mm-hmm. would have walked behind Arnold Palmer with his spikes real loud just in order to annoy Arnie. You know, and those mm-hmm. two were, were, were rivals, of course. But these two f- characters, uh, DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, are going to be on the same Ryder Cup team in about four months. Uh, in the end of September, uh, playing at Whistling Straits. And and what what is Steve Stricker, who's the captain of that team, to do with these knuckleheads? You know, put one <laughs> one on one side of the hotel, and, or they're going to have a. I imagine in the uh, in the dining room uh, at the. At the uh, at the Ryder Cup, the American team dinner, uh, at this long table, and uh, well, we have to put Brooks down here near this head of the table, and and Bryson down at the other side. Maybe we should put them at both at the heads of the table, and you know, and have them. I don't know. Just death stare just, at each it's other. It's just so. I, I listen. It's it's absurd <laughs> to think. It's absurd to think. You know, for a long time, um, you may recall that. When when Tiger and and Phil were 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 going through it was their, at the peak of their careers early, you know, Tiger was in his twenties, and Phil's a little bit older. There was a bit of a rivalry there, in that they didn't like each other. I think that that's worked itself out over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't that they never did this kind of stuff. Of course, maybe yeah. they didn't have Twitter there, and maybe this nope. is a reason we shouldn't have Twitter. Yeah, I don't well, know. I, I, uh, and and I, I've told uh, I've told my wife many times if it it wasn't for all the family pictures that uh, I found on Facebook I wouldn't have Facebook and certainly <laughs> Twitter the, is yeah. uh, is right in there right with a hundred percent a hundred percent and and um, you know there's certain elements that I really like about social media it's really fun and, and it's yeah. great it's a great way to keep up with things um, just on your phone flipping through Instagram or um, yeah. just to kind of keep up but. You know the absurdity of these guys going back and forth. I mean, it's like you know, Real Housewives of uh-huh. uh, of uh, Kiowa Island or something. <laughs> now there's a show, Barry. There's... I think you're onto something. Well, you, you know, television <laughs> yeah. production uh, next after your uh, <laughs> yeah. your uh, stint as uh, Chicago editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Anyway, we are late for a break, Barry. Uh, This segment was presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Uh, When we come back, we will talk to Ryan Oaks, the general manager of Sunset Valley. Uh, That is coming up next right here on The Scorecard with Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito here on 670 The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com/odyssey. 
podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here with you. Barry, wow. we, we, get, we give you Texas music because we're down in Texas this week. This is a personal selection of our really? friend Adam Studzinski. Not mine. Barry, uh, Adam Studzinski, our producer, oh. says we cannot do Texas music without meatloaf. So I give you <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> no, that's great. I, 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 I have no problem with meatloaf, although I don't have any of their albums, I don't think. Are they, are uh, they on vinyl or, or what? Yes, no, I guess uh, not. This, no, well, this, this, so this one would be uh, off of Bad Out of Hell, the classic from, what, yes. 1977, whatever? Uh, yes. Everyone goes Paradise by the Dashboard Light, but Adam zags when everyone else zigs. He gives us two out of three ain't bad, so that's, well, that's what we... That's what we I get. think I think he knows it's you know it's early morning Saturday so right. you don't want to overwhelm anybody. I think that's just kind of a nice uh, driving to the golf course kind of song. Well, there you go. And uh, we we are happy to hear from our friend Mr. Loaf and uh, we're also happy now <laughs> Barry to to head on out to the uh, Alpamani Nissan Hotline Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at apnissan.com. Uh, there we find the general manager out at Sunset Valley in Highland Park. Ryan Oaks joins us. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good morning, Ryan. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't say you were also the golf course superintendent out there. You're in charge of the grass. Yes, that as well. That's great. So you had a nice uh, uh, if, um, celebration uh, earlier this week out there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what happened. Sure. We had uh, our grand opening uh, this past Monday, um, May 24th, for our new Youth Golf Development Center, which is adjacent to our south parking lot. And uh, it was all from donated funds. It's, it's on an acre of land. And it's just like a, uh, a small short game area that you can ship uh, and practice shots up to 50 yards. Uh, we have a couple practice bunkers there, and we have a couple uh, netted hitting bays uh, for golfers to um, practice before the round. Um, it's going to be a great uh, amenity, a great site uh, to give youth instruction uh, through the summer months. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool, Ryan. Now, I don't know if you're one of, you've ever gone to a golf course and you go to the putting green before you're going to tee off, and there's a little sign next to the green that says "No chipping," and I, it always used to drive me crazy because it's like that's the most important part of the game. Exactly, exactly. Now we have that uh, amenity at Sunset Valley uh, for golfers to partake in. Right. And go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to ask Ryan, too, because I know you guys have done extensive renovating there at Sunset Valley, and this uh, this is just part of it, uh, and really adding on to the, uh, you know, the draw of the club, which, I mean, people already enjoy as it is. Yeah, it was kind of like the culmination of the one thing um, we did not have at Sunset Valley is kind of like a practice area. We do have a practice putting green, but we don't have like a, a practice area where golfers can truly warm up before the round. And uh, now I, I believe we have that. 
Right. And uh, tell us a little bit about the renovation. It's been, what, about three years now? Yeah, we, we renovated the course in 2017, and uh, we took the, the fall of 2017 and the spring of 2018 to really grow the course in. And then we opened uh, the course in late summer of 2018. And then uh, 2019 was the, the first full year that we were open. And then 2020 last year, uh, of course, was the pandemic. And uh, golf truly wasn't open until June. Uh, but we still we still managed in 2020 to do over 41,000 rounds, which is which is truly incredible. And then we're off to a great start this year as well. Right. And and who was the architect that uh, that did that renovation? Was he any good at that? Oh, he's fantastic. Rick Jacobson did the renovation of the course and the short game area. So he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, and Ryan, you mentioned uh, you mentioned last year with COVID, and then this year the the start you guys are off to. I know you know we talked about it a lot on the show. We've talked about it with uh, with people uh, guests on the show. The game really uh, was a refuge for a lot of people once things did open up uh, in terms of getting outside, being able to do something. It wasn't sitting in your house, being locked down, but certainly uh, a lot of uh, new interest. And, and I wonder if you're seeing a lot of new people coming out to Sunset Valley. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a lot of uh, the younger generation start playing golf uh, more, and uh, which I think that's that's a key to how to grow the game and how to expand on it and how to help future generations to come. Um, you know, we did, like I said, we did forty-one thousand rounds last year, and we're off to almost nine thousand rounds after this weekend. We'll be over nine thousand rounds before the end of May. That's really incredible that that even with the weather that we've had that's been so uncertain um you know we've had we've haven't haven't had fantastic weather right um uh, in in March and April and even into May we've had some some spotty weather that you, that you're already almost 25% to, to where you were last year Exactly and uh you know we've been fortunate it has been dry it has been one of the I think uh, I I read that it was one of the driest springs in Chicagoland area uh, so hmm. far this year. Um, and then la- last, last year was uh, after May, June, July, and August was fairly dry uh, as well. Um, and that helped, you know, golf in general. So as far as the, uh, the uh, junior um, uh, clinics, et cetera, up there, tell us a little, do you know much about that and, and what's going to, when that's going to start and who's it, who's, yep. how, how young can so, the kids be? So Rob Saunders, he's our manager of uh, golf programs and services. He he handles all uh, junior clinics uh, that we have. Um, and then we also partnered with the golf practice and uh, the golf practice out of Highland Park. They're at several locations, but they're going to do youth clinics as well uh, at Sunset Valley at the short game area. Um, I think uh, five years old is the youngest that you can be uh, to partake. Um, but I'm not for certain on that. And, and do you have to be a, a resident of Highland Park, or can you be, um, you know, just a regular average family from somewhere? Yeah, you don't, do not have to be a resident. We have non-resident resident um, uh, rates. That's great. It, 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 Ryan, uh, a quick question, because I didn't realize this. As Barry said, you're, you're responsible for the ground. So that's always fascinated me how the, the golf course grounds are maintained and manicured and, I mean, just, you know, sculpted to perfection what goes into that what what is your background and and how do you how does one get into that um well i I, you know i grew up and uh in southern illinois 
And my first job, well, my first uh, full-time job was on a golf course. And then I went to school at the University of Illinois to go into turf and uh, just always liked it, enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we did the renovation uh, at Sunset Valley and they, the board, the, 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 uh, my bosses asked me if I wanted to kind of do both. Uh, but we have a great golf operations manager, Cole Sanger, and, and Eileen Orth, who's our clubhouse coordinator, that do a fantastic job of managing the pro shop and golf operations. And then that allows me just to kind of oversee the financials and then really do my main thing, which is uh, manage the grass. Well, one thing about that golf course, um, Ryan, is that uh, the people I met up there a few years ago when they when they first renovated it said, whatever you do, don't tell anybody because everybody's just going to come and play here all the time. And I <laughs> and I know you have people from the city just streaming up there to play, and uh, it's terrific. Forty one thousand rounds is unbelievable. It's a lot of golf, and uh, and the the conditions are terrific. And it really it really is a tribute to you and your staff. Uh, I know all the all the guys out there driving the mowers and raking the bunkers, etc. Oh, speaking of raking the bunkers, do you have rakes back in your bunkers? We we do have rakes back in the bunkers. We do. Wow. Yeah. See, I I don't like that. I think you should take them out and just so we never have to rake a bunker again. You know, they're supposed to be a hazard, Ryan. Okay, that's the deal. I I imagine the board took a vote. What did Rick say? What did Rick Jacobson say about putting uh, 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 rakes back in the bunker? He doesn't want them in there, does he? Yeah, it it really wasn't the board. It was more the golfers wanted the rakes back in the bunkers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, they're no fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Barry, we, Barry just wants to leave his footprints in there. Well, and then Barry, exactly. Barry never, Barry never makes his way into the bunkers. We know. Oh that. We yeah. Know he, than it, that, so. Well, he does, but he doesn't want to bend over and pick up the rake and traipse around and you know all that. If we didn't have to have rakes and bunkers, ball washers, tra- I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great. Just simple. Just golf at its finest. Exactly. You're supposed to be a hazard. That's what I say. Like last week, sandy areas, not bunkers. Exactly. exactly. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, Ryan, we uh, hey, we, we really appreciate you jumping on. It sounds like the new short game area is uh, really fantastic, and uh, I know people will look forward to uh, utilizing that uh, as they head on out to Sunset Valley. Uh, your website, I see. I'm sitting on it right now, sunsetvalleygolfclub.org. Uh, for rounds, green fees, tournaments, etc. cetera. Uh, so everyone uh, listening can check that out. So we appreciate you joining us this morning, Ryan. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank Take you, care. Ryan. Bye. That's Ryan, Ryan Oaks, GM of Sunset Valley in Highland Park, uh, new short game practice area, and uh, that sounds like a, a, a nice add-on to an already nice uh, golf course, Barry. Well, it's really good, Mike. Um, there are a number of courses that have been adding uh, short game practice areas um, because really, when you think about it, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's if you're into scoring and you want to get better at golf, want to make your scores go down, um, putting and your chipping mm-hmm. and sand is, is, are really uh, extremely important elements of the game because after all, uh, you hit a drive and then you hit your second shot. Yeah, we know that the uh, the most important shot in golf, Mike, is the approach to the green, your shot to the green. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, people miss. 
So when you miss the green, what happens next? If you're going to make par, you have to be able to chip it really close to the hole to tap it in, just like mm-hmm. Phil and Jordan do, right? That's right. So when you th- when you look at them play, I mean, guys like Mickelson, you know, and and Spieth, they're just they're short game savants, but they have to practice all the time, and mm-hmm. they did. But now it's really it's really difficult for the average person to practice the short game because there's really, unless you're a member of a country club, and even a lot of country clubs don't have short game practice areas. Right. So if you have one in the in the uh, in your community, it's really a blessing. And um, I know that people who are into golf understand that. So this is another another place where you could just go up and do that. And what's really great about Sunset Valley is they've got this cool new clubhouse that they built. Um, and, uh, it's, it's very nice and uh, it's very enjoyable. You can, you can sit outside on the, on the patio, have a drink and, uh, and chill out and, and take a lot of satisfaction on the fact that you just practice your short game for a half an hour and now you can right. have a beer. Absolutely. No. And, and we all need practice on it. And, and that way we won't end up in the bunkers, Barry. We won't need the rakes or non rakes, uh, depending on, uh, on how we want to play it. Right. So that's right. I'm a, I'm a non rake absolutist. What can I that's tell right. you? <laughs> That's right. Uh, we will head down to Colonial Country Club next uh, uh, this week's tournament, uh, this weekend's tournament, uh, and talk to Drew Davison from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He is covering the event. We'll talk Jordan Spieth, who's leading. We'll talk Little Phil. We'll talk all things Colonial next, right here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. This is 670 The Score. And we are back on The Scorecard, presented by... Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Texas music this week, Barry, down in uh, Texas for the Colonial, Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth. And The great uh, Janis Joplin. Doesn't get more Texas than Janis Joplin, does it? The late great Janis Joplin and her song written by uh, Chris Christopherson. That's also right. Also Texas guy, yeah. So there you go. So and we have continuing to educate our audience on every uh, on every element of our culture. Well, and here's a cool thing that our audience can do too, Barry. Uh, log on to cdga.org/contest. Uh, we have a CDGA starter pack for you, a season starter pack, which you get an imperial hat, towel, and zero friction super tube with Spectrum Matte balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season. cdga.org/contest. Uh, for your chance to win that prize pack uh, that I think uh, most people would like to have. People should uh, definitely sign up and do this. Uh, the towel itself is uh, is worth the phone call. And yeah. and the uh, or the I mean the, it's not worth the phone call. It's worth going on the website and trying to win. And sure. then the golf balls are good too. Those zero friction golf balls are really good. So uh, I'm uh, I'm a big believer. And you get a hat. So there you go. What else could you it want? Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. So, Mike, we're going to go down to uh, to Fort Worth, Texas, in a few minutes uh, to, to talk to our guy Drew Davison uh, from the mm-hmm. Fort Worth uh, Star-Telegram. But before we do, I thought I'd just mention that we've got a couple of Chicago-area guys who are doing okay at Colonial, made the cut. Uh, Kevin Streelman, who had a great tournament. We forgot to mention him at the PGA. He had a great yeah. tournament last week um, at the PGA, and he's uh, tied for 11th. And uh, Doug Kim, uh, uh, who is a 
much younger than uh, Kevin, <laughs> uh, is T42. So Doug's back in the field. Doug didn't play last week. But as we remember, uh, Kevin was in the uh, in the second to last group playing with Louis Oosthuizen, and um, and he did real well. I was uh, really rooting for Kevin. He shot three over on the final day and a couple of bogeys on the back nine, but very competitive early, made a couple of early birdies, and, and he was really in it. Um, he didn't get a lot of TV time, which kind of disappointed me. Um, you know, Kevin is not as uh, is not as uh, dashing or charismatic a figure, shall we say, than a than a Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. or a Brooks Kepka. But uh, nevertheless, he played uh, really terrific golf, and and good for him. Um, I know everybody in Chicago was rooting for him. Uh, he's been out on the tour for a long time. He used to practice over at the. Uh, the White Pines Golf Dome in Bensonville in the uh, in the on the late winter nights, uh, Mike Monroe's old place over there in the uh, in the western suburbs and uh, and uh, it's always it's always great to see Kevin doing well. Yeah, uh, steady Eddie uh, as he goes. Yeah, with a uh, 66 yesterday, five under par. You mentioned he's six shots back, uh, tied for 11th right now. Is uh, Kevin Streelman and certainly a guy that. Uh, makes it easy uh, locally here to root for. He's tied with Colin Morikawa, among others, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep our eyes on him. I wanted to ask you too, Barry, because, uh, you know, a name, it, you know, he's definitely a famous name in the game, but you don't necessarily always see him uh, these days up atop a leaderboard. But a Sergio Garcia is up there uh, after a 63 round one, uh, came back to earth a little bit with a 69 yesterday, but still uh, eight under third place uh, right now in this tournament. Yeah, uh, Sergio I th- missed, missed the cut last week at Kiowa, and um, he lives down in Texas now. He married a Texas girl. They have a baby, and I think they live in the Dallas area. So it's, uh, I believe it's a home game for him, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to know. Uh, you know, nobody would have picked Phil Mickelson to win the PGA Championship last week. Nobody, I guarantee you. I watched all, all the Golf Channel pregame, you know, mm-hmm. for the for two days uh, before the uh, tournament, and uh, Brandel Chambly and and Justin Leonard, and none of those guys said, you know, I think that Phil Mickelson's going to win this tournament. I never heard those words mm-hmm. any more than I heard, yeah, I think Hideki Matsuyama's going to win the Masters. Uh-huh. So it's very, very. I guess my point is not to not to you know to troll them, but basically to say. It's so hard to know one week from another which yep. golfer is going to do any good because, A, we don't know. We never, unlike football and, and some even hockey, you know, at least mm-hmm. you have some idea that maybe somebody's injured. You don't mm-hmm. really know from, from <clears throat> in golf from week to week or even day to day. Did they tweak a back muscle? Did something? Did they do, hurt something in their hand? Like for example, Jordan Spieth was in a slump for three years, and then we finally heard when he started to get better this year. We finally heard, oh yeah, he had a hand injury, and he was compensating for his hand injury. And you go, wow, um, who who would ever know that? <clears throat> and you wouldn't right. know because he didn't tell anybody. So that I guess what I'm saying is, it's very difficult to know when some great golfer is going to pop up and say, hey, I'm still here, Here (laughs) I'm Sergio, and I'm still around. Right. Well, and and for more on Jordan and uh, this week's uh, Colonial uh, down in Fort Worth, let's head on out to the Alpamont and Nissan hotline, Alpamont and Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at apnissan.com. From the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, our pal Drew Davison joins us on the scorecard. Good morning, Drew. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, guys. 
Good morning, Drew. Nice to have you on again. Thank you very much um, for being on. Um, what's it like down there this week? Uh, I know Phil missed the cut and Jordan's leading. Um, so at least the fans down there have, have one favorite to root for. Oh yeah, no. Well, and just the course in general, it's kind of soggy, kind of wet, you know, they had a two and a half hour rain delay the other day. So, um, but I, it looks like, you know, weather should be good today, tomorrow. And you just kind of going off your, uh, you know, previous segment on, you know, not knowing what guys are going to play well or whatnot. Jordan Spieth kind of one of those, uh, you know, he's had his ups and downs, like you guys were talking about the last few years, but Colonial always seems to be his course where he contends and he's always in the hunt. He's made every cut here, uh, obviously one in 2016. So I definitely think, you know, he, he's the clear cut favorite now that he's in the lead going into the weekend. Yeah, his uh, his short game uh, is is very magical, and he, he I noticed he putted lights out yesterday. Yeah, he drained a. Uh, I, I I may be wrong. He drained, a, I believe, a twenty three footer on number three and a twenty one footer on number fourteen to take the lead. So, you know, he he talked earlier this week. You know, not comparing Colonial and Augusta greens per se because they're very different. Uh, I've never played Augusta, but just from what I, what Jordan is saying, they're, they're very different, very different makeup. But his comfort level on each is very similar, where he feels very confident, uh, you know, just reading the greens, knowing where to put it, uh, the pace, the speed, things like that. So, you know, his comfort level around Colonial is very similar to his comfort level around Augusta, and, and he was obviously able to get it rolling uh, the other day, and, and really – you know, the first day too, he hasn't made a bogey yet. So he's playing really solid golf. Yeah. And, and Drew, I was, uh, uh, you know, joking around a little bit with Barry, just talking about Sergio Garcia, because, um, you know, he came out on fire with the 63, uh, 69 yesterday, but he's, he's right there too. And, uh, I did not realize that the Sergio was, uh, living in Texas now. Yeah, he lives down in Austin, or I believe maybe part-time down in Austin if he's in the U.S. playing, you know, the PJ Tour. Uh, his wife, I believe, is from the Austin area, so I think they have a house down there. Um, so this is an easy tournament for him to get to. And, you know, it's his, actually his 20th anniversary of his first PJ Tour win from the uh, 2001 Colonial. So this is a course he knows well. Um, he plays well, and, and it's really Colonial is kind of set up. It's it's kind of the old-school shot maker's course where he, it's very hard to overpower. I mean, that's why he, Dustin Johnson, you know, this is not a regular on his stop. And, and some of the longer hitters, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, you know, that they can obviously contend here, but it's not – it doesn't really suit the power game, so to speak. So players that are older, you can kind of see – uh, winning this tournament. I mean, a few years back, Steve Stricker won, uh, which I think was one of his last wins on the PJ Tour. So um, older players can definitely contend, compete uh, on this course. And, and so it's not surprising to see a guy like Sergio at 41 being right in the thick of it. And how about this story on your sponsor exemption down there, Eric Compton? Um, just amazing. Uh, here's, for folks who don't know, here's a gentleman who had two heart transplants, not one, two. How'd your, how'd your first one go? Yeah, it was okay, but I'd like to get another one. I mean, unbelievable that this guy is, um, is playing so well. He's tied for sixth. Uh, he shot 65-68 in the first two rounds. 
Um, what do you know the the backstory, Drew, on on how he got a sponsor exemption and and because uh, he's been playing out there in the Corn Ferry Tour for for a while. Yeah, no, that's actually what's going to be a, a story I kind of pursued today, just to kind of see, um, you know, kind of why Colonial uh, offered the exemption. But you know, he hasn't played this tournament since I believe 2015, so. Uh, he's made the cut two of his three starts at Colonial, so he he's had some success here, but certainly not at the level he's shown these first two days. So um, kind of like you said, he's obviously a, a feel-good story, a uh, uh, you know w- w- one of those guys you like kind of seeing uh, climb up the leaderboard, just be, given his history, his background. But uh, you know, like I said, he he's had some success at Colonial, but it's been a while since he's played here. They've got a pretty darn good field at that tournament right now. I mean, you've got Colin Morikawa there uh, in the in the well, he's tied for 11th. We got Tony Finau, Kevin Kisner, uh, Justin Rose. I mean, it's really a nice field. And, and of course, then you do have a bunch of guys who missed the cut. Uh, you know who's playing? You mentioned the power game. Uh, Justin Thomas is playing, which sort of surprised me because I know he hasn't played there regularly. And Gary Woodland, yeah, there's just- another guy that crushes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Woodland had a really nice hit. So, you know, last year, this was the first event coming out of the COVID uh, restart. So a lot of guys played it that may not have normally played it. And Justin Thomas was one of those guys. He played his first ever Colonial in 2020 uh, and finished, I think, tied for 10th, tied for 9th, right in that range. Um, And obviously played really well. And his caddy, uh, Jimmy Johnson, actually caddied for a couple – previous colonial winners i believe nick price back in the day and and there's one other that's escaped oh, my name he can't so. he can't he caddy for sure oh, yeah 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 for steve stricker yeah um uh so he, he you know he's obviously his, his caddy is <laughs> loves colonial knows the course as well as anyone um and, and you know he he's not really up there yet but you know he, he put together a nice round yesterday to make the cut uh, so he'll be playing this weekend and, and like you said call morikawa who finished uh, runner-up in a playoff last year to Daniel Berger. Uh, he's he's right there, five under, six off the lead. So, you know, he can make a run. And, and like you said, those guys are four under, you know, the Justin Roses and, and Kevin Kisner's and Berger's right at four under, I believe. So, you know, those are past champions who, uh, you know, who, who knows, they could get hot and, and, you know, make some noise this weekend. Hey, Drew. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Drew, uh, no, I was just going to ask you about uh, our, our favorite lefty, uh, Mr. Mickelson, uh, coming off of the PGA win. I know uh, did not make the cut, uh, almost did, but uh, kind of hold the ball, hold out there at the end uh, on 18. Yeah, yeah, to, uh, I mean, obviously. The reaction to Phil was probably pretty pretty great, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, so the, the uh, first two rounds, uh, Phil was paired with Spieth and, and Daniel Berger. So the, uh, that was clearly the marquee group. And um, I, I think Colonial, you know, they, they're estimated between 10 and 12,000 fans out here. And I want to say eight or 9,000, it seemed like we're following that group alone. Because, uh, you know, it was kind of empty until you, you saw that group coming down the fairways. Um, so, that yeah, that's a marquee group. Obviously, Phil had a ton of support, uh, I, I guess. I see what he activated his thumbs up a lot, you know, just uh, uh, fans obviously praising him for winning the PGA. Um, you know, obviously for the Fort Worth golf fans, it's disappointing he's not playing this weekend just, you know, because he's obviously the hottest name in golf right now. Uh, 
but you, you know, he, he did, he had a shot there on 18, a uh, little 13 footer, uh, wasn't able to connect. So, you know, he, he, but he certainly, uh, you know, just from the pro-am to the first two days, I know he interacted with fans and, you know, obviously he was great. And uh, I know, you know, Colonial obviously enjoyed having him down here, uh, especially, you know, no, nobody would have been surprised if he took the week off to celebrate his big win, but uh, he honored his commitment and, and, you know, shoot was, was an inch or two away from uh, playing this weekend. Yeah, that's really good that he did honor his commitment and uh, totally professional thing to do, and that's really terrific. Drew, Drew, one last question before we go: What's it been like for you? As give a, give the uh, listeners a little bit of a background on what it's been like for you as a reporter co- trying to cover that uh, event, and maybe the maybe compare and contrast with last year. Yeah, well, you know, this year it, it's it's similar to last year in terms of you know it's still. Uh, COVID protocols per se, you know, we're not able to talk to the golfers in person, so to speak, or or one-on-one, you know, it's a lot of Zooms and a lot of, uh, I I forget the phrase they use. I think they call it like the hot box or something like that. Uh, you know, kind of where they, they, they talk to players and, and, you know, you just kind of submit questions. Uh, but with that being said, you know, I've gotten to know a couple like Ryan Palmer, JJ Henry, some of these PJ tour guys who live in town, um, you know, where if I really needed a quote or whatnot, just on the course or um, anything like that, I can shoot them a text. They'll get back to me uh, usually. So, you know, it, it helps in that regard. But uh, certainly um, it, it's nice having fans back. I just remember last year, uh, you know, like the, the Morikawa missed a pretty short putt that would have forced another playoff hole. And there is like no reaction. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in the day, you know, you, you would have heard the groans, or you know, if he makes it, the roars and and whatnot. Just uh, you know, because obviously, whoever's kind of in contention, you know, people you know kind of get behind, start rallying, and and you know, kind of learn up, read up on. So, um, so yeah, it was a very bizarre event to cover last year, but. You know, on the same side, it was good that, hey, at least we have some sports to write and talk about. But, uh, but yeah, this year, it's definitely better. The fans definitely make the environment, the atmosphere better. I think the players would say that, too. Yeah, and, and certainly, Drew, uh, and we appreciate your time this morning on the show. It'll be great to get back uh, to the one-on-ones with the golfers, uh, getting back in the clubhouses and locker rooms and all that uh, to do normal uh, sports reporting as as it is, right? But, uh Certainly better. Uh, it continues to get better, and uh, uh, we certainly appreciate your time this morning on the scorecard. Yep, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Drew. That is Drew Davison, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, down at uh, Colonial, and uh, Jordan Spieth uh, with your uh, lead right now at 11 under par. Uh, that's definitely something, and Barry, we can talk about it later in the show because we need to take a timeout, but reporting during the pandemic i mean it's all zooms and uh not a lot of in person uh we could uh, dip our toe into that a little bit later if we wanted to but right now uh we need to take a time out uh coming up when we return at the top of the seven o'clock hour scott fawcett will join us uh he is a former tour pro uh one of the best and hottest teachers in all of golf we will talk to scott next right here on the scorecard presented by chicago district golfer magazine on chicago sports radio 670 the score Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.